So let's get this party started. Okay. This is the third seminar. It's called Releasing Stress, Anxiety, and Frustration. Um, third seminar in the CARE series. And there's a few guidelines. Um, please keep your session on mute at all times, please. Um, turn off video and chat. This is going to be a listen and learn session. It's not going to be interactive. It's not going to be Q&A. I want everyone just to listen and learn. You're going to have questions. Email the questions after the seminar. I actually have a lot of information I'm covering in this half an hour. And this is going to be recorded. I am going to pick this particular session to be on the major platforms with my podcast. So it'll be on Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Apple. And it'll also be on my website. Background, for those who have attended before, this is going to sound redundant for the first couple slides, but I'm Chris Schaefer. I'm the founder. I've got 20 years experience in a coaching capacity, and I spent 40 years in corporate America. Um, was able to leave corporate America last year woot woot, so that I can dedicate um, the rest of my life and full time to Journey to Real Vision. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, mini courses, workshops, membership, university, podcasts, I mean, you name it. I have a lot of free resources on my website as well. I specialize in self-discovery because it's vital that we know and value our worth. So three things you're going to discover today. One is identifying negative thoughts and feelings. Two, understanding triggers, limiting beliefs and habits. And three, how we're gonna reframe and replace that with more positivity. So let's go into this first section. You know, low self-worth, it really is the leading cause of why people gravitate to negativity. I mean, we live in a society that capitalizes on it. We see it on social media, the news, the internet. And here's my top three reasons why we need to identify these negative thoughts and feelings. One is we need to really understand what exactly is stress. Two, starting to identify, actually identify those negative thoughts and feelings. And then three, learning to break the cycle of negativity. So what exactly is stress? Well, it's a variety of effects that is our behavior and our attitude. It's emotional, sometimes physical tension. We don't realize that stress actually affects our entire body and it causes a lot of symptoms like heart rate increase, upset stomach. A lot of people get migraines and severe headaches, muscle tension. And then we allow ourselves to become susceptible to a lot of illnesses. It also affects our overall well being and our mental health, and it can make us feel moody, anxious, unmotivated, and it can lead to depression. And that is also, it leads us to a sense of feeling overwhelmed. And we feel like we're unable to cope with that mental and emotional pressure, especially in the workplace. You know, career um, expert Zipia, they have a great website. And I felt that they had the best stats about stress and being in the workplace. And I wanted to share that 83% of U.S. workers suffer from work-related stress and about 1 million American workers miss work each day because of stress. In addition, 55% of Americans feel stressed out during the day. U.S. businesses, they lose up to 300 billion yearly 
as a result of workplace stress. And that work-related stress causes 120,000 deaths and results in $190 billion in healthcare costs annually. This is a great diagram. It's the symptoms of stress. It breaks it down by physical, cognitive, emotional, and behavioral. I'm going to talk about a project. They usually give questions during these seminars, but we're gonna actually work on a stress matrix project. And this is a good diagram that you can use to help you with your stress matrix. So let's go into reason two, which is identifying those negative thoughts and feelings. You know, negative thoughts, you have to observe them. You've got to recognize the patterns. Use your journal, record your negative thoughts. You know, are they occurring with certain people, certain situations, a particular time during the day? And also include self-talk, that negative self-talk we have. Watch what you're saying to yourself, even thinking in your head, because your mind and body are listening and they respond to what you're saying and even thinking. And the crazy thing is 90% of our self-talk is negative. Negative feelings, acknowledge, but don't allow them to take root. You're thinking that's what leads to your feeling. Let negative feelings show you that something in your life is not working. When you ignore them or don't shift them, you're gonna start experiencing even more increased negativity in your life. Dig deeper, work to understand what is creating your stress. You have to identify the source of the feeling and how you've been reacting to it. Negative emotions, they really do stem from a triggering event. And that event could be something like an overwhelming workload. Don't suppress your feelings. You've got to work to understand them so that you can shift them to something more positive. This is one of the best scales that I've seen. This is used um, from, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Jerry and Esther Hicks. They've written a lot of books and it shows you on an upward spiral, the positive emotions you should be experiencing. On the right-hand side, it's showing a downward spiral. This is a great tool to use when you're feeling negative or positive, you can see where you are in this guidance scale. So let's move into reason three, which is breaking that cycle of negativity. Fixed versus growth mindset. How we engage in life and view the world is through our mindset. You know, in essence, we see what we expect to see and the majority of our limitations we face, they're self-imposed. Someone with a fixed mindset, they're comfortable. They like things that are familiar. They don't value learning. They don't want to discover more about themselves, and they certainly don't want to grow. There's someone who feels that life is about survival. When you have a growth mindset, you have an open mind. You're striving to learn and grow each day, and you're willing to explore new possibilities. Growth mindset individuals strive to discover more about themselves so that they can maximize their potential. There's someone who feels that life is about thriving. Learning to develop that, those positive thinking strategies. Are you someone who tends to focus on the lack in your life or are you someone who focuses on the good things? Understand that you can learn from any person or situation you experience in your life. And it really starts with being 
more cognizant of your self-talk. Learn to shift to more positive. Stop being your own worst critic. Don't allow negative people and situations to impact your life. One of the best ways to do this is to start your day on a positive note. Express gratitude when you first wake up. Did you know that you can't be grateful and negative at the same time? So when you're feeling negative, just take a minute, stop, and say something that you're grateful for. It'll help you get out of that negative mindset. This is one of my favorite diagrams. It's one of the best that I've seen, showing the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And it really can show you the difference in several different areas. The first one is avoids challenges, but the growth mindset views challenges as opportunities. This is really a great tool for you to look at when you wanna identify the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset. So let's talk about this project. This is something that's gonna take time. This is not an overnight exercise. And we're gonna create a stress matrix. And we're gonna divide it in this first part into four columns. Your first column, you're gonna identify what the stress is in your life. Everything that you feel is causing you stress. Column two, we're gonna write down your negative thoughts. Column three, your negative feelings. And then in column four, you're gonna identify any patterns that you're noticing about your negative thoughts and feelings. This is something that you can do on your own, but you're gonna need somebody to work with you, like myself as a coach, so that you can help identify these areas of stress in your life and the negativity. So let's move into section two. And this is about understanding triggers, limiting beliefs and habits. You know, it is an alarming truth. We are hardwired for negativity. And there's a lot of people that have what I call negativity bias. And it's a very unhealthy bad habit of focusing on a worst case scenario when you're facing an issue in your life. So here's three ways to identify that negativity. Identify your triggers. Identify your limiting beliefs and identify your habits. So what's triggering you? What actually triggers that negativity and stress? You know, we should all be striving to respond instead of react to people and situations in life. You know, a trigger is something that sets you off and it causes you to be more reactive with your emotions. In a lot of cases, when you're feeling triggered, it really can be associated back to a traumatic event in your life. This is what causes your body to react. So think fight or flight response, like with stress. It can also be tied to a deeply ingrained habit that causes you to think and feel negatively. Now here's a real power thought for you. People in situations never do anything to us. All they do is trigger feelings that are already within us. Really think about that. Learning to become more self-aware. Observe what you're feeling in your body. Do you feel a knot in your stomach? Or maybe you're, you breathe faster when you're feeling stressed. When you start to feel something off, understand that you're having a negative reaction. Think about the activities that could bring about these negative reactions. What are some things you feel you have to do, but you don't wanna do them? You know, What do you feel you have no control over in your life? Are there certain people stirring up negative emotions? Start being more aware of what is causing you to be reactive so that you can learn to shift it 
Life is about responding, not reacting. So how do you identify your triggers? Journaling, one of my favorites, because it allows you a, to identify those triggers that are intensifying your, your stress. Set aside time each day to do your journaling. Start with five minutes. The key is to start. Create a schedule that and help you that will help you stick with it. Say that fast five times. Be open and honest with yourself. You know, the key to journaling is consistency. And it really does allow you to see parts of yourself that you would not normally see each day, especially if you go back weeks or months and look at what you've written. See how far you've grown. See how far what you've learned. It really is a magnificent tool for self-reflection. Utilizing the T-square, A-square formula. This is a formula that I created a few years ago, and I created it to help with any issues that I was experiencing in my life. It works on any type of issue. And I go into explicit detail about this formula, and I give a lot of examples in my second book, Thrive. But the first T stands for triggers. Again, identify what sets you off. The second T is thoughts. Identify the negative thoughts that you're having. The first A is adaptation. Work to shift that negative thought to a more positive one. And then the second A is absolve. Learn to forgive yourself for having those negative thoughts. So let's go on the second reason, which is identifying your limiting beliefs. Well, what exactly are limiting beliefs? Understand that your beliefs are what create your results. And our life experiences lead us to believe certain things about ourselves. And it doesn't matter if they're true or not because you accept them as truth. And guess what? To your last dying breath, you're gonna defend them to all, at all costs because our, our society craves certainty. And that desire of being right runs your life. Really think about that. Negative thinking, it's filtered through our beliefs. If your life is not working for you right now, it's because you've made assumptions and accepted false beliefs, and that's what's keeping you from maximizing your potential. Know your strengths and your core values. Your starting point to identifying your limiting beliefs is to understand that your thoughts and beliefs are what drive your experiences. For every new client that works with me, I have them identify their strengths and determine their core values. They really are the foundation for understanding your worth. When you value and respect your worth, you have little room to allow negativity and stress to dominate your life. So how do we identify them? Reflect on your behavior. Hmm. Self-reflection is really the core of self-awareness. A lot of our habits and patterns of behavior are buried really deep in our subconscious. And that's what directs us to think, feel, and act. And it really does damage our well-being. When you reflect on your behavior, think of putting a mirror up to yourself and analyzing what you see and feel. This analogy will allow you to better understand yourself and how you think, feel, and behave. Write down areas in your life that challenge you. You know, are you someone who lives their life by the opinion of others? Hmm. 
Do you believe that money is the only thing that's going to make you happy? You feel you're not good enough and that you need to be perfect. You have to ask yourself these questions. What am I actually asking? Well, ask yourself how you treat, treat yourself. I mean, do you struggle to step outside of your comfort zone? Everything you desire in your life is just outside your comfort zone. So understand that everything you experience in your life is attracted and created by you. And you can't be chained by your limitations. So reason three, how do we identify those habits? We need to become more aware of our stressors. Mm. Do you have a job that's making you feel stressed out? Based upon this, have you created a bad habit like smoking or drinking in excess or maybe taking drugs? Are you left feeling exhausted at the end of the day? Has this resulted in you possibly neglecting having a healthy diet? Are you struggling to fit in physical exercise because excuses are easier to make? Learn to become aware of the stressors that are causing you to form bad, unhealthy habits. Stressors can be identified as triggers. And the first step in identifying your triggers is knowing them so you can identify the behaviors behind them. Ah, creating new positive habits. Make a list of them and focus on shifting one at a time. And don't attempt to go cold turkey. Oh, no, no, no. The main issue with cold turkey is the overemphasis on perfection. And you're going to cave into temptation. And then all of a sudden, you're going to deem yourself a failure. And then, uh-oh, there goes your plan to shift that habit. Don't focus on what's missing. Allow yourself to picture how your life will improve when you've shifted to more positive habits. Have someone hold you accountable, like a coach, like me, because it's really crucial in helping you shift these bad habits. So how do we do this? Notice your routines, your daily routine. That consists of most of your habits. And I place routines in quotes because I encourage my clients to shift from the concept of routine to a more per positive term such as practice. I think routine is more like doing something mundane, almost robotic. I associate routine with bad habits and practice with positive habits. So think about the things that you do every day and make and that you seem to be on autopilot. Examine the choices you're making. Mm. This ties back to your strengths and core values. Examine your life. See if your bad habits are the driving influence behind the choices and decisions you're making. Your choices, that's what shapes your experiences, which ultimately affects your decisions. Do you struggle with a decision, maybe to make time to have a healthy dinner and cook it? Or is it just easier to grab fast food? Look at your choices, eating healthy, eating fast food, which is a negative bad habit. Perhaps maybe the decision, oh, I'm just going to work late rather than go home and enjoy your time. You see how this all ties together? You've got to choose wisely. You only have today to live. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And when you continuously neglect your mind and body, it's going to ultimately bring unwanted outcomes. 
So you need to understand what is driving your negative habits and choices. So here's part two of your stress matrix project. You're gonna create another four columns. In this first column, you're gonna copy over all those items that you had originally identified that was making you feel stressed. Column two, you're gonna talk about your triggers. Column three, your limiting beliefs. And column four, your habits. Again, this is going to take time to do. This is not something you do overnight. It's not something that's gonna be done in a few days. You really have to work through this. So let's get into this third section, reframing and replacing. So negative thoughts and emotions, they really are what causes most of your stress. And we're gonna talk about how to shift your mindset in this section so that you're able to view things from a different perspective. So here are the three keys to understanding, reframing, replacing, and releasing. We're gonna talk about actually reframing this negativity, how we can replace it with more positivity. And then finally, we're gonna talk about really releasing that hold stress has on you. So reframing, we're gonna talk about cognitive reframing. This is a new concept to you. Um, that's great because it's very important. It really is about becoming aware of your automatic negative thoughts. They're called ANTS, A-N-T. It helps us realize that we need to stop assuming worst case scenarios. And we have to stop drawing conclusions when we don't know all the facts. It's about being more conscious and not automatically perceiving events or situations as negative. Reframing really allows you to identify the negative thought explore it, and then replace it with a more positive thought. You have to work to understand where the thought came from, what it's related to, and guess what, whether or not you believe it. Ah, very important, depersonalize negative thoughts. Stop leading your thoughts with I should. Should statements, they contribute to anxious thought patterns because they make you feel the need to be perfect and not make any mistakes. Two examples, I should go to the gym every single day, or I should eat three to four servings of vegetables every single day. It really puts unnecessary pressure on you. And that's what's gonna lead you to feeling defeated if you miss or skip a day. So start identifying those ants, automated negative thoughts. They're running through your mind and they run through your mind constantly. Catch yourself if you're saying things such as I'm a failure or I'm so stupid or I'm an idiot. You've got to understand what's causing you to label yourself like this and identifying those thoughts. It's really the first step in gaining control of your emotions. This is a great example. It's one of the best that I've seen, and this is going to help you in your stress matrix. This is a great situation that's being described in this reframing under thoughts, feelings, and behavior. Take time to look at this and allow it to use it as a tool to help you with your stress matrix. All right, reason two, replacing with more positivity. Can you be more positive? Hmm. Can you smile more? You know, the act of smiling, it really does instantly change the way you feel internally. And you're gonna be amazed at how your mind responds as well. Add more humor to your life. Can you laugh more? Can you have more fun? Cultivate more optimism in your life. 
believe that good things are going to happen to you and allow yourself, most importantly, to learn from mistakes, failures, and obstacles. And really importantly, it's probably the most important point, we have to celebrate our achievements more. Get excited about things that you've accomplished and really reward yourself more for all the wonderful things that you're doing in your life. Focus on the good, not the negative. Value your well-being. Self-care is vital. It's not a luxury. It's not self-indulgence. It's self-preservation. Nurturing your needs is crucial in unleashing your full potential, creating more positive change in your life, and really being more joyful. Value your physical health. Get enough sleep. Eat more nutritious foods. Understand what your body needs and really prioritize exercise. Work to regenerate your energy. And that allows you to feel good both mentally and physically. This is one of my favorite um, wheels that I've seen. First off, I like the colors. Um, there's eight different areas here, but this is a great breakdown if you really want to understand more about your well being. And I put this in here for you as a tool and really. Take time when you get this PDF to look at this. So let's go into reason three, which is releasing that hold. Strive to be more mindful. Uh-oh, here she goes. She's going to talk about meditation again. If you're not into meditation, then develop a practice of mindful breathing. Not only does this improve your mental health, but it's really going to help you alleviate that stress, anxiety, and frustration. You can't keep going through each day on autopilot and allowing stress to dominate your life. We've got to work to become more grounded, balanced, and ultimately happier. Another great tool that you can use if you don't feel like you want to be grateful in a moment when you're feeling negative, use this technique. It's called the STOP acronym. The S stands for stop. So when you're feeling negative, just stop. The T is take a breath. Oh, just take a deep breath. The O is observe. Observe what's around you. Notice birds chirping, dogs barking, which my little monster is acting like a maniac right now behind me. Leaves blowing around you. And the last is P for proceed. It's about having a greater awareness of yourself and your surroundings. Hmm, create affirmations. Now I've worked with a lot of people and most people are on the fence. That's well, because we haven't been using affirmations in the right way. And they can be very beneficial. When you create them or mantras, whatever floats your boat, always start with I am. These two words directly engage the subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is what is responsible for creating your experiences. And when you speak affirmations, it really is telling your subconscious mind what reality you want to create for yourself as opposed to letting your subconscious mind decide for you. This was probably one of the best affirmation chart I saw in stress relief and it all starts with I am. You can use these or I encourage you to create your own. What resonates with you? But this is a good starting point. Don't hesitate to use affirmations, especially when you're feeling you know, really stressed out because of your job. So the last part of your exercise on stress matrix, this is going to bring it all together. So you're going to create your last three columns. 
again, in the column one, you're going to copy over all those items that you identified that was making you feel stressed. And then column two is you're going to talk about, okay, how can I make this more positive? And then the last column is what can you learn from this? This is going to be the most important part of your stress matrix because it's really going to tie and pull everything in together. So let's wrap this up. If you're not already a client, sign up for a free 20-minute session. You can schedule directly on the website. I've made it much easier now. You can go under services, but there's a big purple button right on the main page that says schedule 20-minute session. Can't miss it. Start working on your stress matrix, all three parts. You're going to need guidance and support to complete this. Don't think you have to do it overnight. Again, patience, and it takes time to work through it. Complete the free strengths and core values assessment. You get that when you set up your 20-minute coaching session. If you haven't already done it, sign up for the daily motivational emails. And then the next seminar, commit to more about discovering yourself. Wednesday, March 15th, is about establishing a self-care practice. And know that you can't do this alone. You really do need support, guidance, and encouragement. Website, www.journeytorealvision.com. And my email is chris at journeytorealvision.com. I want to thank everyone for attending. And if you have questions, 